Welcome back, Giants fans, to another episode of Talking Big Blue with JQ. I'm your host, Jack Cotteraro, and today I have a very special guest. He's been on the show before, a.k.a. Nicky Snacks. Nick, how you doing, bro? I'm doing well, Jack. How are you, buddy? I mean, I'm good, bro. I'm as good as I can be. I just finished a big-time school project and stuff like that, and the semester is winding down, bro. And nice to yeah, absolutely, bro. And today on this episode of Talking Big Blue with JQ, we're going to be doing our, our post-draft review. We're going to be grading some players. And Nick and I are going to give you guys our reactions to the first overall pick. So, Nick, let's start off with that question. Run me through what you were doing for the Thursday night of the NFL draft. What was your plans? So, yeah, I you know, obviously plans have changed a little bit now that we're all on lockdown at home. Um, but I usually watch it from my man cave on my couch, regardless of being allowed out or not. Um, did my thing, got my snacks all set up. I had everything, re- everything in place, got my laptops in front of me and I was just, I was just chilling, ready to pick a, hopefully a, a franchise changing player. Absolutely, bro. Tell me about your reaction. Cause I saw your live stream. Why don't you run me through that a little bit? Cause I saw yeah. you were very excited and, and I don't know if you saw my live reaction, but I was also very excited. Too. I did. I did. It was, um, I couldn't be more excited because I had not expected. And when we first did our, our show, uh, a few weeks ago, we had we had pretty much said like Andrew Thomas is is the favorite of the ta- of the four ta- the big tackles, and uh, you know we didn't really hear much about him going at number four, you know very little and whatnot. It was more like Jedrick Wills or Tristan Wirfs. So when I heard Andrew Thomas, I was like whoa 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 whoa! It was just like a, a complete and utter shock, and I, I couldn't have been more happy because to me he is the thoroughbred left tackle. You know the other guys primarily right. Beckton left, but he was the best. Andrew Thomas was the best pure left tackle, and I think that's exactly what we needed. So I could not be more happy. You know, Nick, I absolutely agree with you. When because I remember like two weeks before, like Andrew Thomas's name, like that whole hype train kind of died down for the Giants, and like we honestly, I kind of forgot about him for a little bit. Obviously, I knew he was going to be on the board and stuff like that, but just from all the fans and the reactions on Twitter, they all were thinking Jedrick Wills or Tristan Wirfs or. The, the greatest probably defensive player in that draft class besides Chase Young, Isaiah Simmons. So, yeah, but man, Nick, man, I couldn't be happier. Andrew Thomas, offensive tackle, University of Georgia, 6'5", 315 pounds, an absolute unit at left tackle. So I'm just very excited for this kid. And like you said, Nick, he's a pure left tackle. So what was your overall grade for this pick by Dave Gettleman? I am. I will refuse to give any any pick like an A plus until they step on the field. So, but I am going. To, I'm going to give it. I'm going to give it a steady A. I think it was it was a home run pick. Um, I feel like they they kind of let us, the, you know, the media and all the smoke signals that were sent out prior to the prior to the draft happening. Everybody was on the the Wills and Worfs train, and you know we would be happy with it. But ecstatic is the word I would use before picking Andrew Thomas and when we picked him. I couldn't have been more happy. So I am, I'm definitely giving this pick an A. I have to give it an A, too. And like you said, I agree with you. I'm not giving anyone an A-plus until I see them out in the field and dog someone or ball out and stuff like right. that. But I really do think the Giants did try to trade back because when they were on that 10-minute clock, they took all that time and they stuff did. like that. So I think Andrew Thomas was the guy, no matter what, after hearing Joe Judge and Gettleman talk about it in their press conference. But um, I think they were trying to trade back and try to get some options because, as you know, they lost that 68th overall pick to the Leonard Williams trade. So, But, dude, I am to the moon about Andrew Thomas. After watching his film over and over again, like I watched it again last night. I was just like, man, I was like, this kid could really be like 
like what, what the Philadelphia Eagles have in Jason Peters or something like that. He could really be one of those guys who just goes out there and just dogs the opponent. So I'm very happy. And Saquon Barkley and Daniel Jones better be very happy too. And I, I think, think they're, I think they're definitely both ecstatic, maybe much happier than we are. <laughs> no, absolutely do. Cause you get a guy like that big at left tackle, man, the, the possibilities are endless. You just got offensive line changes. Absolutely. Absolutely, bro. I mean, Solder's probably thinking another thing. I mean, but uh, yeah, exactly. That hand signal says it all, Nick. But I'm just happy that we have the left tackle of the future right now. It's it's there. He's in place, and I just can't wait to see him play, Nick. I hope the season starts on time. But let's move on to the next guy, Xavier McKinney, a safety from Alabama, standing at six foot and 200 pounds flat. What do you think about this pick? Because a lot of people thought, Nick, he was going in the first round around like the 20th pick. That, yeah, and that's probably where I had him. I, I thought Dallas would have been a great landing spot for him at, at um, 17. They are in desperate need of a safety. So I, I, when the first round was over, I was like, wow, I can't believe this guy's on the board. I couldn't believe a lot of guys were, were on the board, actually. And I thought we would have had our, our pickings at, at 36. But when you see a first-round talent like McKinney sitting there at 36, you you got to take him, especially with safety being a need. I mean, we have Jabril. Uh, Julian Love showed some promise last year, but McKinney's got a high football IQ. He was obviously greatly coached in Alabama. Um, he could play in the box, play safety. He's just a dynamic playmaker, and I think this defense is going – we needed a dynamic playmaker, and um, I think McKinney gives us that. So we didn't get the edge rusher we wanted or the you know, the linebacker and Isaiah Simmons that a lot of fans craved, but getting McKinney is a definite – um, high-end consolation prize. So if I'm going to grade it, I'm giving it an A minus. I think it's just it's great value. It's um, a first-round talent following you at 36. So uh, job well done. Easy pick. Absolutely, Nick. I, I so I'm going to give it an A because of how he was supposed to be a first-round pick, Nick, and he somehow managed to last the Giants. Like when the Giants picked Nick, that pick was in in like a matter of like seconds, minutes. Yeah. Like they knew the Giants knew exactly who they wanted and. I heard something on Twitter. I don't know if you did, but I heard the Giants were thinking of McKinney wasn't on the board there. They were going to try to trade back and trade that 36 pick. So I thought that was very interesting. But, dude, this kid can ball. You put him in the box with the with the defensive tackles there, dude, and he blitzed the quarterback. And he just he's just such a well tackler, man, that it's just I'm just so excited to have him on the team because we've had a guy like Landon Collins, and we've seen what he does. He always goes for that damn arm tackle, and he tries to just – hit you with the shoulder pad and he can't bring anyone down. But with a kid no. like McKinney, man, he can do it all. He had a couple of interceptions this year. I saw a pick six highlight and yeah. he, I know he ran a four, six at the combine, but I saw Penix said he had like a strand calf going into that. So I'm not worried about that speed at all, but man, the kid can tackle and he's physical and I don't care what anyone says, but man, Nick, I'm giving this pick an A bro. Anyone who drops out of the first round like that, easy pick. I don't, yeah, no, I mean, I, you can't argue it at all. Um, I, the reports came out that, or I think Gettleman said himself, he goes, uh, we just couldn't pass McKinney up. It was, The value was too good. The player was too good. Uh, I probably wouldn't have minded a trade back to get another pick before pick 99. But um, McK- taking McKinney, it's, it's, I mean, it's a no-brainer. As sure of a no-brainer as, as there could be. Bro, yeah, like you said, dude, I absolutely love it. So let's move on to the next guy here, Nicky Snacks. We got... Matt PR, offensive tackle out of the University of Connecticut. He's 6'7", Nick, 318 pounds. Let me, I just want to say something first before you dive into this one. I am the most ecstatic about this pick because I just see the potential this kid has, how he moves up to the second level on linebackers and blocks. So, Nick, just give me a rundown, man. How are you feeling about this pick? Yeah, I'm actually kind of with you. I think this might be the most, um, maybe the most underrated pick because obviously the slam dunk home run, 
in the first two rounds. You solidified your left tackle with Andrew Thomas for years to come, and then you might have solidified right tackle with with Peart in the in the third round, number ninety nine. Um, obviously, he's a little bit more of a developmental player, and that's okay because we have some some depth, some veteran depth at the at the tackle positions where he could sit and he could wait. Um, I think he measured; he had the longest arms at the combine, longest arms of any uh, offensive tackle in the in the draft. Um, I think the upside is is very high, so I, I think this was. I think this was a great pick. I think it was another for the development side. I'll give it a B plus because he's not coming onto the field right away. He's probably going to sit, but that's no knock on him at all. And not, you know, the grade, whatever the case is, I'm not, I'm not no scout expert, so I won't give you the best grade, but I, I will think in my heart of hearts that that's our right tackle for the future. So the fact that we were able to secure our tackles of the future in our first three picks, brilliant. I, I love the pick, especially where it was home run. And Nick, obviously, the offensive line has been a dumpster fire for the past yeah. couple seasons. And Nick, like you said, like how he's going to develop into this player, we hope he comes out to be this stud. You got guys like Nate Solder moving the right tackle, and you still can have a guy like Nick Gates filling a right tackle who played at the end of the season there. So it's just the endless opportunities for him to develop and grow. I would like to see him play, though, in the 2020 season, give him yeah. a couple of reps here and there. But due to... You know, maybe when I say bulk him up, maybe put some more muscle on him and just he's got good footwork. And like you said, he does have the longest arms out of all those offensive tackles. So I just like I just get jittery talking about this stuff because I just think of Saquon Barkley having all these key blockers for him and him just taking off down the sideline for like a 75 yard run. Like whenever, because Saquon said last year, he said, every time I get the ball in my hand, I feel like I can score. And dude, with an offensive line like this, Nick, it's freaking possible, man. I really think he could as long as these kids all pan out. So. My grade for this pick, I got to go B plus, A minus because of the developmental factor, like you said. But, dude, I am to the moon to this pick. I talked to Anthony Rivardo about this pick, and this is the kid he was telling me about on one of our after one of our episodes. He's like, if this kid drops us and we get him, just be ready for him. So I did my research. I looked at him. I was like, wow. I was like, this kid is a freak of nature, Nick. So, man, I'm just I'm very excited for that. And um, let's get on to the next guy, Darnay Holmes, cornerback, UCLA, 5'10". 195 pounds. What do you think about this pick in the fourth round? When I saw it, I was like, who? I was thinking maybe we'd take uh, Beard as the center from Wisconsin with this pick, but we went we went elsewhere, obviously, and that's all right. I didn't know much about him, but everything you read and you hear about him, he, was, he had eight interceptions the last three years, uh, so he's definitely got some playmaking ability. He's fast. He's smart. He did well against good competition as well. So overall, I, I I probably give it a B. We're, we're adding to that secondary. I, I Gettleman has poured ample amount of resources into the secondary over his three drafts here with with New York. So um, I don't hate it. I mean, we couldn't cover anybody last year, so why not bring in more help? You added Bradbury. I think you're really starting to see a young, diverse, versatile secondary, and I think in today's day day and age, that's what you need. So I I was happy with the pick after doing a little bit more research on him, and um, I give it a solid B. You know, Nick, I'm going to give it a solid B, too, because, you know, when you move down later rounds, you're not expecting some of these guys to be day one right. stars and stuff like that. But, dude, I saw reports that he's probably the fastest cornerback in the league. He helped out UCLA in their return game a little bit. So, And last year, Nick, we had a guy like Cody Latimer returning kickoffs for us. He's not yeah, a speedy guy. Not the most exciting guy back there. And this kid hits a couple holes, man. You know, you could see him rising up in the depth chart at cornerback and – just like you said, man, Gettleman's doing a great job. And, of course, Joe Judge, the new head coach, are just adding on to the secondary, adding a lot of depth pieces to the chart. So, dude, I'm just 
I'm just thrilled, man. I hope this kid I, – I just hope these kids can play this year. You know what I'm saying, Nick? Yeah, for sure. I, I would love to see them all get some get some high-end reps. That, that just speeds up their development once they get used to the speed of the game and everything. So I do hope they get out there and, and get some reps with the with the starters. I, um, what was I going to say? You had me on some point now. I, I can't remember. Right, the special team effect. It, it's such an underrated part of the game, and we have a former special teams uh, coordinator as our head coach. So the fact that – he could come in and play in the nickel, play in the slot, or return punts, return kicks. That's another element he brings. So I think a very high upside pick. I like it a lot. And Joe Judge, like he said in his press conference, he likes a versatile player who can do a lot of things. I don't want a guy who can just do one damn thing. I want to be able to, to have a guy who can help out in a lot of pieces. So let's move on to this next pick, because this pick right here, I have a cool story about this one. My friend sent me an article, Kevin Miselin. Shane Lemuex, I'm pretty sure I botched his last name. So, Shane, if you're listening, I'm sorry. You got a damn-ass hard last name. Um, (laughs) Offensive guard, Oregon, 6'4", 310 pounds. Nick, another monster Monster, offensive lineman. So, what do you think about this pick, man? I I like – I wasn't sure what they were going to – if they were going to draft a center or not. I was very high on getting a center this year because I do think that is a major problem for us and one that needs fixing long-term. Center is just such an important position on the offensive line. Uh, they say he might try and play center, but I would stay. I would keep him at guard, let him learn under Kevin Zeitler, who is getting up there in age. Um, Shane, he he didn't miss. He started all 52 games of his college career, so I like that he's he's reliable. He's um, he's agile. He is he's he stays on the field, and you can you can count on him. Um, he, he's a mauler on a terrific Oregon offensive line, so you, you know he's bringing some good experience in there with him. Um, I think he's got some good upside. I don't think, you know, he's the next Quentin Nelson on our hands, but I think he can definitely be a serviceable plug-and-play guy with uh, with some some high-end future to him. So uh, B minus B, I, I think that's where I got him. Give him a few years, and I think he'll, he'll develop into a nice player. Yeah, Nick, I agree with you because we haven't seen a lot of these guys plays. We're no experts, and all we do is go on YouTube and watch some of their highlights and stuff like that. But, dude, I see a lot of – I see this kid being able to develop and playing offensive guard at one of the starting positions. I heard he played a lot of – the positions on the offensive line. He did play a little bit of center or he did practice, you know, taking snaps and stuff like that. But I'm just going to read this to you. He has started every game at left guard for the Ducks, like you said. Um, Very powerful and attacks, like a versatile player. Um, And something that's crazy about this is that people thought he could have been like a a guy who could have went potentially on day one or early in the second round. So for the Giants to get this guy in the fifth round, it just, it shoots out just like, wow, like, you like it's not like in Madden where you reached for a player, Nick, when you draft yeah. that. Like this is like a good pick right here. So I'm really happy with this kid and just the durability on this kid. He played all yeah. 52 games in yep. college. Like that's a lot to ask because you know you got to keep up with your classes. Well, I mean, hopefully they do. I I know these big time athletes. I don't even know if they see the classroom. So, but <laughs> dude, I'm I'm very excited to have a kid like this because like like you said, man. Like if Zeitler, he's getting older. If Will Hernandez goes down, God forbid, with an injury, you're gonna need a guy to fill in. And I think Absolutely. this kid. If he gets the chance to fill in, man, it, it, you know, it's a different situation than Tom Brady, but he's going to be that guy that takes full responsibility and takes on the full opportunity and probably never lets it go, man. We never see that kid off the field. So Absolutely. I'm just, just happy with that. Another, no, I'm sorry to interrupt. It was just, it's an, I like to see that they're finally investing into the offensive line for the first time. That's three out of five picks were offensive linemen. So it's good to see the team finally heading in that right direction. And you know what sucks, Nick? Some fans, like Giant fans, like they're not happy about offensive linemen. They're like, oh, there's no hu- hype around an offensive lineman. Like, I get that. Trust me. I agree with you. Like, 
when you draft an offensive lineman in your team, you can only go so crazy. It's not like drafting Simmons or Chase Young or Saquon. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's just like there's not like that. It's not a sexy pick. pick. It's not. Yeah. It's definitely not a sexy pick. But um, outside of the quarterback, it's probably the most important pick. If you're not solidifying that offensive line up front, your quarterback is not going to be able to be as good as and as effective. And the running back certainly is not going to be able to be as effective, even if you are an, an all-world talent like Saquon. So beefing up that offensive line is, is is necessary. Thank you. I just want to say thank you for proving my point because this is – I know some people didn't want to do this this year because of all the talent in this draft class, but, Nick, it was the time to do it, and I'm happy Dave Gettleman and Joe Judge made these decisions. So I don't know if I said my grade, but I'll probably give it a B. B minus because yeah, know, that's, that's we got to see how he develops and stuff like that. So let's go to the next guy, Cameron Brown, a linebacker out of Penn State, standing at six five and and uh, excuse me, two hundred and thirty three pounds. What's your take on this pick? Yeah, well, this is uh, you know finally addressing the linebacker position, which is good. I mean, later on and whatnot, so we don't really know what Cameron Brown will be. Um, hopefully, he's coached up right. Maybe he's a productive special teams player, but he's a rangy guy. He's he's fast. Um, he's got, you know, great pursue. So that's kind of what you're looking for in a later round pick like that. Somebody who's got the upside and can kind of come in right away and play special teams because a rangy high speed kind of guy with great pursue angles is, is something that, um, you can excel in, in special teams coverage and special teams is going to be a point of emphasis for, for this new giants regime. So I like the pick, um, you know, hard to grade B minus C plus in that vicinity, because I'm not really sure what he, his, end goal is going to be or his end result will be um but i like it i like the upside so you know nick i actually wrote an article for empire sports media about cam brown and some of the cons i looked at was that even though he's extremely fast and he you know covers a lot of ground really quick sometimes he over pursue plays and basically like takes himself out of the play and stuff like that nick so that's one thing he can work on at the pro level but dude this kid man standing at six five He's lengthy as hell, and with speed like that, bro, if you put more muscle on this kid, he could be a freak of nature, man. And I just really see him, like you said, in the Joe Judge system, earning his way up through special teams and stuff like that. But I got to give it like a C plus, B minus, just because I'm no expert. I don't really know a lot about him, but I'm very excited. I think he can just be an absolute stud one day, and I'm just excited to see him play, man, because when you get a guy like that big, just the possibilities are endless if you put some meat on him. So, Absolutely. And then, like you said, a linebacker is that spot, Nick, that the Giants do need. It is. I know we got Blake Martinez and stuff like that, but it's not going to cut it no, at the end of the day. He's not getting covered. No, right, exactly. And depth is never a bad thing. So can't hate the, can't knock the pick at all, especially in the sixth round. Depth is just something we haven't had in years as Giants fans, Nick. It's yeah. just you're like, oh, Landon Collins goes down. Who's coming in at safety? Sometimes, you know, Giants fans may get mad at me for not doing all my research, but sometimes I don't even know the guys who are coming in at some points of the game, and I'm just like, oh, well, like, who is this? And you see him get burnt for a touchdown. I'm like, it doesn't even matter. Right, yeah. right. So, but um, let's go on to the next guy. Carter Coughlin, not related to Tom Coughlin. <laughs> coach. He's an edge rusher, which is something we need from Minnesota. He's 6'3", 236 pounds. And I'm pretty sure this is the first pick of the seventh round, correct? Yes, yes. This was the, the first pick in the seventh round, um, and he does. He's got a terrific last name. I will say that. Long live Coach Tom Coughlin. Um, he's not, from what I read and see, he's not like the most athletic guy, but he he wins. He gets to the quarterback, and um, one of, in his draft profile, it says that he wins based from his motor and just his will to get there, which for in the seventh round, you take a chance on that kind of guy. He's, it's almost like a, 
if you remember Dave Tolson from from the old Giants Super Bowl team, he was not the most gifted athlete, the most gifted football player, but he was nonstop. Every time he was in there, the, the limited snaps he got, those pressure situations, he was he got there and he got to the quarterback. So Coughlin, don't know too much about him, but we did. The more bodies we could bring in on the edge cannot hurt. So a high-motor guy, I'm definitely taking my chances on in the seventh round. So can't knock the pick at all. And if Marcus Golden doesn't come back, Nick, this could be an opportunity for him to fill in that spot. He's probably not going to be a day one starter, obviously, but hey, man, and that Joe Judge system, man, if you like, if he he's got that worth ethic, like you said, that's what was one of his pros on um on his draft profile, the NFL Draft Profile.com. So if he works his way up, man, you you will be seeing him on the field this year, and I would love to see because you get a guy out there who's just willing to do whatever for the team, and he says basically, I'm going to outwork you in any way, physically, like strength, speed doesn't even matter if he's that quick. He's just like, I'm just going to beat you up every play. Like, that's a guy, Nick, I would love to have on the field. You know what I'm saying? Hey, man. Dude, it's just like, you get a guy like that, it's like, man, it's just like, I love, like, the firepower underneath him. Because, you know, Joe Judge already has me ready to run through a brick wall. So I oh, feel like yeah. this kid, Coughlin, could be, like, the same like that. But overall, great. I got to give it, like, um, a C-plus, still B-minus range, because obviously I haven't done numerous amount of research on this kid. But I do think he could play. I do think we could see him playing this year, because this is a position the Giants have been awful lap for the couple past seasons if you know what i'm saying i was i was trying not to curse there and just say a bad <laughs> word you did, a, but, you did a good job holding it back yeah I had, to pause, I had to pause for a second i was like don't say it don't say it don't say it but dude if he wants to fill in from day one and they give him the opportunity he'll take off running with it man i could see that out of coughlin so what's your grade on this kid nick i i'm in the same range c c plus b minus in that right there what we will see what, what he comes out with um i i do like i said when we first started with him, I, I love the high motor. Um, that's I, I love those in, in, in my football players, but we will see. He's a wait and see kind of guy. Absolutely. Like that's the thing is it's like, I just want to see these guys go out there and do it. Cause we can listen back to this episode and be like, wow, Carter Coughlin turned into an a draft yeah. pick or something. Right. Like, no, you know, I B plus. Absolutely. So it could be endless opportunities, Nick, for all these guys. And, you know, God forbid, hopefully we don't have to say one of these guys is a bust or something like that. Obviously, we're not even going to say I'm just going to knock on wood real quick. We don't even have to think about that. But let's move on Move on to the next one. TJ Brunson, linebacker, another one from South from the University of South Carolina, the Gamecocks, standing at 6'1", 230 pounds. What do you think of this pick, Nick? Um, another guy I'm not too familiar with, but I know he's he's very experienced on that on that defense. Um, so playing in the SEC, he's definitely saw the highest end of college football. So that should only help translate him to the NFL. You know, he's not – he's another guy who plays on on motor. He, he really might not be the most athletic. He probably lacks a little athleticism from what you see and read. But a uh, high-end motor guy, that's what you look for when you don't have the athleticism is a guy that's going to go out there, work hard, have a high motor, and, and do all the, the nitty-gritty stuff. So I, I see him probably more as a, a high-end special teams player if he's going to make the team. But uh, I, I'm excited. I, I like it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you probably see. I, I would give him that rank, too, just because we don't know a crazy amount about him, Nick. But I'll just read you something from the NFL, the Draft Network. Some of the pros, decent athlete with solid range, doesn't back down from any blockers, which is something that's awesome. This is a guy you could see coming in maybe on third down, just being a guy who blitzes the quarterback or just drops back in coverage because – I mean, for a guy who's six foot two thirty, that may seem like an undersized guy, Nick. But dude, if I if I see if I'm a quarterback and I see that guy running at me, I want no piece of him. You know what I'm saying? Of course not. Absolutely not. Yeah, but um, just some of his uh, cons. It says he like blows coverage a little bit and stuff like that. So that's something that always can be worked on, though, Nick. And with this new 
all these new coach like coaches and a whole new system with the New York Giants. There's just endless opportunities for all of these players. So like you said, a C range, C minus, C plus. I can't really give him anything higher than that, obviously, until we see him play next. Yeah, so these these later round seventh round picks are tough to grade for sure. Oh, absolutely. But we hey man, we're covering them. That's what we're doing. We gotta give the fans out there something to look forward to because Maybe they're not all crunching numbers and stuff like this or looking in-depth about these guys. So we can just give them a little something to look at. So tidbits. Absolutely. So, all right, Chris Williamson, not Zion Williamson. That's just a little (laughs) joke. Um, He's also a cornerback for Minnesota, another Minnesota guy, standing at 6 foot, 205 pounds. If I got to grade this one, I got to give him around like a C average just because I don't really know a lot about him. But they do say he is like a speedy guy. Um, he can play in the slot and stuff like that. He's comfortable in zone coverage, which is something the Giants need because we've seen guys like Cole Beasley over the years, Terrace Apart, Jason Witten. I'm always naming these Cowboy players because it's always the same damn story it's with the them. Same Nick. story every year. He, but- he just he did, this guy's just a competitor, Nick. So what's your take on him? Yeah, that was actually the word I was going to use. He's a competitor, and he 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 played his role well in Minnesota. Um, in the Big 12, Big 10, I always get them confused. Think uh, Big 10, and no easy conference. Um, he plays aggressive. Um, I think probably he's better well suited for a special teams role. I think that might be his ticket to the team, and that's not a bad thing at all. Uh, we've emphasized special teams plenty of times on this episode, and uh, I think with the with the depth that we now have in the secondary, it could could be tough for him to find a spot. But if he excels on special teams, he's going to be a very valuable piece to us. So welcome aboard, Chris Williamson. I'll give him, give him a C minus C, uh, hard C. Um, nothing, nothing to hate on. No, absolutely. And Nick, with special teams, man, it's so important to the game of football and especially the NFL because people sleep on it a lot. And having a guy like Joe Judge, who's like been one of the top ranked coaches in special teams and stuff like that with the New England Patriots, man, it just it just makes me so excited because we've seen games that we've lost on special teams or I don't even want to mention the game against Philadelphia, the miracle no. of MetLife. So no. we're not no. even going to mention that. Don't mention it. Don't mention it. That was one of the worst days of my life. I don't even want to talk about it. But anyway, just having important special teams and stuff like that is going to be key. And that's how you build your way up as some of these late-round picks, Nick. It's it's not like you're just going to go out there and Joe Judge is going to be like, hey, you're going to be starting at slot this week. That's only if a guy goes down, Nick. You know what I'm saying? He's not going to be in there from day one, but... Just pay attention to this kid because he's a speedy, quick guy. One of his cons is, though, that he's very aggressive but has poor tackling form. But I just think with Joe Judge and Dave Gettleman and all the coaching staff, that's something you can work on once training camp and all the summer sessions get back in the gear, hopefully. I hope so, Nick. So we'll see about that. But let's get on to Mr. Irrelevant in the NFL draft, the last pick in the draft. Tay Crowder, he's a linebacker out of the University of Georgia, standing at 6'3" and 235 pounds. Great size, Nick. What do you got on him? Yeah, I actually have a little tidbit on him that I um, I found out after he was drafted. He was uh, he was a former running back for Georgia, but he was stuck behind Nick Chubb and Sonny Michelle. So he obviously never got his chance to play running back at, at Georgia behind those two absolute studs. Um, he showed gradual improvement in each season. He played in the SEC. So I, I there might be some potential there he, in the conference that he played in. He shows that he's versatile, and that's obviously the word of word of the year for the Giants. The word of the Joe Judge era is versatile, and he is definitely a versatile player, uh, having made that transition from running back to inside linebacker, which is no easy task. So I hope for the success of Mr. Irrelevant, and I hope that we have, uh, you know, 
maybe struck struck lightning in a bottle. Absolutely. Nick, I want to ask you a hot take topic of this. Could we see him playing running back? Just like your personal opinion, because I actually didn't know that. I actually appreciate that fact right there. I got to look that up. But I mean, competing with a guy like Nick Chubb and um, what's his name? Uh, so, no Michelle, yes, thank you. Um, and Always even DeAndre um, Swift this year, too, the running back, too. I'm, right. right. And so whatever name is yeah he so he didn't have any he didn't have any chances uh of making that backfield which there's no knock on him those guys in front of him are just way too good you never know maybe they see him or he could take some reps in the back net he transitions back we only time will tell what, what joe judge and his staff has planned for him but what do you think you think we see him playing at all running back you never know uh, i'm gonna say no i'm gonna say no i, I don't think you go i i think if he couldn't if he couldn't make it out of out of the backfield in college, I think it would be tough for him to do in the NFL. Yeah, and dude, I just think with his size, man, at linebacker, 6'3", 230-plus right. pounds, man. He's better suited there. Exactly, yes. And that's like size the Giants need because you guys, you guys see like a guy like Ogletree always getting beat in man coverage and stuff like that. But I'm more worried about the run, Nick, because that's something we have not been able to contain. Dalvin Cook ran all over us this year. Zeke runs all over us every year. There's just multiple high-class running backs that, I mean, granted, that's what they're supposed to do, run over your defensive line and all the running uh, cornerbacks, excuse me. But I would just love them to see, like, a guy like Sexy Dexy get in there and just start run-stuffing and Dalvin Tomlinson. And Leonard Williams, too, man. I need to see him get in this action because now he's on that franchise tag. So this season really counts for him, man. But I like I like this pick with Tate Crowder. And I hope, like you said, I hope it's a diamond in the rough, man. So I'm just, I'm very excited. But one of the final questions I want to ask you is, is this Leonard Williams topic? Is this going to be something that comes back to bite the Giants in the butt, missing on that 68th overall draft? Because I'm actually forgetting if the Jets took the pick or if they traded it. But what do you think about guys in that category in the third round that we missed out on? Well, I think it, it very well might come back to bite us in the butt. It was a, it was a terrible trade from the beginning. So we, we, I mean, at this point, we just have to hope for Leonard Williams to to be a, a stud. He's got to be. We're, we're paying him $16 million on the franchise tag this year. We gave up a very valuable third-round pick, which could have sal- solved our, our center problem, could have took a, a high-end um, edge guy. So we definitely missed out. We didn't pick for 60, 60 what, 63 picks? Something like so that. We, it was there, was, there was a lot of guys on the board at, at 68 that I really would have liked to take that we couldn't, and that's because we didn't have him. So, Leonard Williams, you better play your ass off this year. Yeah, I hope you're listening to this, Leonard Williams, because, I mean, you'd probably put me in the dirt, obviously, but we need you this year, man. I would love to see you ball out and prove so many damn Giant fans wrong, man. Like you said, we didn't miss out on anything crazy in that third round because this year's draft class was deep, man. It was very deep, Nick. And I'm just happy to see it because, I mean, I don't know about if it's for you, but for me, sometimes after the Giants drafted, I would blank out literally for, like, 15 minutes i'd be like i'd start tweeting about it and posting it on my social media pages and stuff like that so it's just i was just like oh man i was like damn i was like i'm i'm going back and reading the guys that are off the board i was like i wish we had him i know i know but nick overall i gotta grade joe judge and dave gettleman their draft this year i gotta give it a solid b plus man a minus i'm very very satisfied unlike years past and stuff like that. But this is probably the most like active I've been in the Giants draft because over the years I've watched it, I've paid attention to it. But like this year, man, ever since I started the podcast, I really like to dive deeper into these players and watch a crap ton of film, Nick. So I'm just, I'm giving it a B plus, A minus. What about you, man? 
I, that's exactly where I had it. Uh, B plus is, is probably what I would give them. I love the direction they're finally taking. They're trying to build that offensive line. They're putting in the necessary resources to finally do it. Um, I love the value they got with McKinney at 36, and it solves a need for us. So overall, there's with the circumstances and not having the 68 pick, I think overall they, they couldn't have nailed it better if they tried. So congratulations, gentlemen, Joe Judge, the Giants. As fans, I don't think there's any angry ones. So you did good. Now it's just time for this coaching staff to teach these kids up, and hopefully we, we have a lot more hits than we have misses in this class. But overall, very satisfied. Absolutely, Nick. And I just want to say for the Giants fans out there, make sure you check out Nick's fantasy podcast, Fade the Public, with all him and his boys. Dude, that, I watched like some of your clips and some of the, like the gifts and memes you make. They're hysterical. So Giants fans out there, if you're looking to get get ready, caught up in fa- uh, yeah, excuse me, fantasy football, get ready for it. Because, you know, before you know it, the season's going to be upon us. This summer's going to fly by. Because once everyone starts going outside, Nick, get ready. Everyone's going to be active and I just, I'm excited for the content you guys have enough. So I just want to thank you once again, man, for coming on another episode of Talking Big Blue with JQ. Well, Jay, I really appreciate you having me on. I, I was I was happy you said yes when I asked if you wanted to wanted to talk about it. So um, I appreciate I appreciate you having me on. It's it's always fun to talk to you and always fun to talk Giants. And um, like you said, hopefully we get out there soon and start hitting the field. So let's go. Once again, man, I know I'm repetitive, but thank you, bro. I really appreciate it. You're welcome on this show any damn day so whenever you want to come in man you just hit me up so make sure you guys check out nikki snacks on instagram twitter you name it but giants fans i hope you guys are all staying safe and healthy out there and wash your damn hands please wear a damn mask when you go out and get ready for another episode because i'm gonna be blasting out a lot of content in these next couple of weeks as school and the semester is finally over for me i'm gonna be a senior in college in about a couple months so time flies but thank you once again giants fans and have a nice day